So this is episode 13 of the Secret Strength Podcast. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in again. Oh, that was good. Um, yeah. Were you going to welcome them back? No, tuning in is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuning. So, well, I suppose it's not really tuning in, is it? No. Thanks for clicking the link. Yeah. Or, or possibly downloading. Or following. Following. Yeah, could be studying, could be... I doubt anyone's training. Oh, someone actually in the gym said they were training the other day. And listening to us. Yeah. Must have been a shit session. (laughs) (laughs) This is the recap of our trip to Qatar. Yeah. It'll mostly be other training philosophy recap, I think, and just general. I don't think anyone... Well, I don't think anyone cares too much about what we did in Qatar. Other than quad biking. Yeah, quad biking was class. The only time I wish I had a GoPro. Do you know what the thing is, though? No one cares. Nobody wants to see that. Do you know people bring... Yeah. I'm going to bring my Hero 7 now and my... (laughs) My bicycle trip across the Algarve. And I, I have it connected via Wi-Fi to a clicker button so I can turn it on my helmet whenever I want. Where's the Camino? Uh, Spain down into Portugal. Is that the pilgrimage or is that the the walk? It's the walky pilgrimage thing. Yeah. That's the kind of thing people bring it on. Yeah. Do you know, unless you were like fucking jumping out of a helicopter and you're snowboarding. But even if you're like jumping out of a helicopter know, snowboarding. Cool. I do like those videos. Do you? If it's a really cool video and they're jumping out of the helicopter, snowboarding, do you yeah. know? And they're Tony Hawk of snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, They don't yeah, watch yeah. it, do you know? Yeah. But then it also helps if there's, like, fly-by shots and other videos. But that's the thing, and, like... No, actually, I know the time. Do you know it's on dogs? Yes. That's the only time. Oh, my God, there's a video of, like, a fucking golden retriever. Stole. Yeah, and he's in, like, a, a villa somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And they just, like, strap oh, the camera on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he runs down, and he's running for, like, two minutes, and then he just gets to the sea and jumps in. That no, that's the only time it's appropriate. Yeah, or if you're like a SWAT team and you're breaching or something, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but for most sports, I don't know is it that cool. No, I don't think either of those are sports. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically we had a great time in Qatar. Quad biking, camels. Qatar is hot as fuck. So hot. Oh but my god. The one reassuring thing was, was that the um, the people who live there also said it's very humid, isn't it? Yeah. Like, is it? We're like, oh, oh, thank God. It's like when you get out of a car or out of a hotel, it was literally like a fucking hairdryer in your face. Hairdryer was also spitting at you. <laughs> the, strangest sen- <laughs> the strangest sensation was because your hands start sweating immediately. So yeah. You go from a really dry, low humidity, air-conditioned building or car. Yeah. And then your hands immediately start sweating. And it's such a strange sensation because you're like, what is going it's on? It's like you're on the moon. When I set off the plane first, you know, the, the stairs down was in front of the, oh the jet engine. And I was like, is that? engine is that yeah. the heat from the engine and it wasn't it was no. just Qatar yeah like I think the hottest I've ever been in was in Iran but that was really low humidity it was a really really yeah, really so dry yeah it was really dry it was grand this humidity is out of control outrageous they say that at the end of Ramadan it just it just the humidity starts until all the way through August yeah and it's not good I'd say no Um, normally Miso goes somewhere else for training camps but they are actually doing it this year as well sure yeah they're but probably going in a few weeks. But they're like, it gets kind of cold during the winter, like 15 <laughs> degrees and stuff. And he wants to go to Ireland. Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be pretty cold here. Like, yeah, we want to come during winter and get the full experience. We're you like, don't. nobody wants it to be six degrees and raining. You don't want your knees For sore. four weeks. All the t- you feel it in your knees all the yeah. time. Oh my God, it's going to be training in like a barn as well. Yeah. In terms of general living in Qatar, it's the having the have-nots, I suppose. Yeah. Everyone knows the story, really. There's like 300,000 Qataris and they have... Are balling out of control. If you hadn't guessed, they have, they're the haves. Yeah. And the people who are not, not so a lot of Indian, Filipinos, 
yeah who are working there who are absolutely lovely people really couldn't really do nice. enough for you everybody we met there was so nice everyone has great english yeah but apparently that's because like by nature not the fact that it's a tourist thing but it's that they all have such different languages yeah that they have to speak english and then the obviously the service some people. would say it's a kaleidoscope of cultures uh, it's american really is what it is <laughs> they w- kind of want to be americans in some way yeah there's like baskin robbins ice cream shops dunkin donuts applebee's applebee's the dunkin donuts were not good donuts but the ice cream no. is fucking so stand up ice cream. Oh my god! One day after training, we just got ice cream. We well, we went. We were like, oh, wait, so this is my fault now. But we were driving around, and I just went in a mall, like a shopping center, and there was loads of huge, like really cool looking ones. Like I think there's like three hundred malls in Doha. All of the ones that I wanted to go to, I was like, class, can we go shopping there? Like, and I put in <laughs> the one that was really close. It was like five kilometers away, or not even. It was like two kilometers away. Something really yeah. close. So we said we go. Uh, We'll get to the closest one. So Me drops the ball when it comes to picking immunities. Yeah. Um, so it took so us Garth picked the shittest, the tiniest, incy winciest little shopping mall ever. So shit. I, I'd say probably the only shit shopping mall in all of fucking yeah. Doha. Like, so we went in. And we just got Dunkin' Donuts and shit loads of ice cream. As we walked out, we saw KFC, and we still weren't going to eat KFC. <laughs> yeah, we got good ice cream and we got the carbs and the fats. You know, yeah. so it's all cool and the protein. Just probably it's protein. Basically like. vertical. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's cream, you know, so it's all the same. Um, so one mad thing with Qatar that I never really thought of is there's zero physical activity ever. You like, yeah. you're like at home. You go straight into a car, which is probably in a covered garage. Turn the aircon on straight away so you don't die. Then you drive to a coffee shop and stay outside beeping the horn until yeah. somebody comes and gives you coffee. Yeah. Then you drive to work or to the gym or whatever, and then you run straight inside because it's so hot like you don't see anybody walking except at night at night it's kind of i wouldn't say bearable but it's kind of you don't get used to it but you kind of it's like 32 33 it's it's kind of it's better than being outside at like four de- minus four degrees in ireland or something yeah at like 100 degrees humidity 100 yeah. percent. like i don't know i don't know living there would be It'd just be so different to you here. You couldn't leave ever. It's just that you were saying that um some professor you know was saying there's going to probably be some kind of obesity ec- epidemic. Yeah, I think it's starting there now. One of the lecturers in uh like my department in UL yeah. had gone out there. I think like two years ago, um, to work on some like initiative to try and boost physical activity out there because there's basically none. You actually, so but there's not even like um, neat activity. No, no, no. There's nothing like so. You have a fairly young population, um, and a population who are like looking to stay healthy, you know, and they just can't, like they have zero physical activity. So, but you're gonna have to make some big changes. Most of your exercise, or most of the calories burned during the day, is like not from exercise. Yeah, it's, it's like indirect, like less than five percent or ten yeah. percent or something. So. Unless you're running fucking ultramarathons. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were driving to the airport at five o'clock, there was a load of um, white people, basically. Yeah. Westerners cycling as a hobby, you know. Yeah, yeah, But the yeah. only time they could do it was at five o'clock in the morning when it was bright, but also not atrociously hot. No. But you don't see... I think some of the Qataris might see it as... Um, uh, like kind of... A, a lesser thing. A lesser thing to yeah, do exercise. Yeah. It might be seen as grubby or something, you know, yeah. maybe. And obviously, a lot of the locals are working so hard in the heat that exercises. They are burning plenty of calories. Plenty of calories. And, like, 
the one thing I will say is local food, like original kind of Arabic food, is is so good, fantastic. Yeah, it's um, if you like meat, meat and veg- rice, rice, vegetables. So I could see how if you only ate Arabic food, I think you'd be okay. Yeah, but I think it's like if the Western chains coming in. What's going to actually do the damage? Those TJ Fridays, <laughs> yeah, McDonald's, KFC, Applebee's, yeah, and they're open all night and stuff. And there is yeah, we were like looking, and there's ones that say open all day long or yeah. else till four a.m. Like no matter who you are, the eating food at night has been proven yeah be p- less optimal. Basically, <laughs> is the only way to say it. Um, like there's un- studies on like uh, it's really good if you're trying to gain weight. <laughs> great when it came weight the fella called Sachin Panda he's a researcher there in America and he does a lot on intermittent fasting yeah and he was doing like he did some on I think some I don't know if it's an actual study or like anecdotal evidence on um, shift workers and he had them fast and eat meals at normal times and you know the shift workers get like yeah indigestion you have a higher chance of diabetes heart problems also probably a load of gut biome issues Probable, probable carcinogen by the yeah. World Health Organization. So it's just not good all around. Mm. And he was saying people saw massive benefits from so just intermittent fasting, but overnight when like when you're supposed to, fast. yeah, so yeah, not doing yeah. four day fasts and s- <laughs> retarded shit. I just oh, it irritates me. And you know when you see also another nine thing as well is people drink coffee and a fast, but anything your liver has to digest, yeah, ends the fast basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter anything. But yeah. anyway, it's um, it's an interesting culture. I could live there, but I think it'd be very be big. I think Qatar is definitely worth a visit, for sure. Do I'd say Dubai would be too if you're going to go to either of those yeah. at the same time because they're very close. Because they go on holidays to Dubai. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. were saying Doha is better for living, but for holidays, Dubai is the place to do cool shit. Okay, that's what Misa was saying. Yeah, I, I could see how there's not a whole lot to do in Qatar other than local city things. No, or unless you love driving quad bikes through the desert. Oh my god, that was so much fun. That was yeah. That was amazing. So on the Friday, we only trained once, which is madness. madness. Only two and a half hours of training yeah. a day. <laughs> it's not sustainable. So it was like kind of Miso's rest day or a lighter day. Um, so we just did squats and some bodybuilding and then went to the desert. And um, so we originally, we just went to have a look and see the sunset yeah. from the sand dunes. People just drive up in there. They're massive pickup trucks. Yeah. And then he was like, do you want to go on the camels? And he, we just drove past and we were like, okay. We got on the camel. <laughs> yeah. Then we were driving back and he was camels like... Camels are class, by the way. They're so cute. and they're Oh my God. They're like giant horses. Uh, <laughs> fucking sand horses. Fits Desert horses. Started rubbing his neck off my one, his buddies. These, we're talking about our camels. Thoroughly enjoying it, the yeah. two of them. Like, and the other one... Having a little scratch off each other. Very cute. So then we were driving back and Misa was like, do you want to f- see if we can still rent the quad bikes? I don't know if it's getting too late. And you know when you're, you really want to do something, but you're trying to hold back. So yeah. you're like, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, that would only be the best thing ever. Non-committal. <laughs> but if it's good and hold it in, it's like, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. In my head, I was Therefore, like. I learned a long time ago that if you want something, you say you want it. Try to be polite though. <laughs> so then we got there and we started talking to them and it seemed like we weren't going to be able to. Because they were talking and we were like, oh, no. But then it turned out that they were just waiting for bigger quad bikes yeah. to come back. So we got our 250cc quad bikes and away we went. Yeah. It's oh my fun. God, it's so fun. Incredibly hard just to those, Yeah, holding a throttle in all the time. Um, but those rolling sand dunes and a quad bike. 
Oh my god! I would stay there for a couple of hours. Yeah. If there was, if the um, accelerator accelerator was on the, the advantage of having gigantically long fingers. Freddy Krueger's like that. I can just wrap my fingers around and hold the throttle from the opposite side. I tried that, but my thumb has gone <laughs> to the point of no return. So if you don't know where the accelerator in these kind of sporty quad bikes, it's basically um, it's like a tiny accelerator. On all quad bikes, is it? Yeah. So Your throttle is just on the right thumb. So th- but see, normally it's meant for bring your bag of ration down to the cattle yeah not <laughs> racing like um but your thumb goes just numb after yeah. what, leaving like if you're if you're going a long distance well it's bit yeah especially out there because it's like rolling sand dunes as far as you can see so you're just open throttle all the time there's a very cool bit where massive flat area and then there's the sand dunes yeah and that was so much fun and then the kind of like our days used to just look like waking up, going training, or waking up, having breakfast, and then driving to training, getting to training at like 11 or half past, squats, and bodybuilding in the morning, every morning, then a few hours off in the afternoon, and then train again, half four, half five. So it went like, snatch focus day, which had f- uh, back squats. Yeah. Then a front squat focus day, which had front squats. Sorry, back fo- squat, snatch focus day, back squats. Clean and jerk focus day, which had front squats, and then it had a, just a back squat day one session. So yeah. it'd be like eleven in the morning, we would have back squats. So Miso was working on. So what they say right is if you have a weakness, you should work on it every single day. Yeah, every single day without fail, always. That and doesn't if, mean. And if it's like a strength weakness, you work on it in the morning. And if it's a technical weakness, you work on it in the evening. So obviously most of us don't have the luxury. No. But there's definitely something to be taken from just hammering your weaknesses. Yeah. But they don't go... So we Miso's weakness was pressing, like really upper body strength mostly. Yeah. So his press was... He said it was like 70. No. It was like 85 or something like three, two months ago. Yeah. And now he's been, he's been pressing pretty much every time he squats. So he'll just literally... He'll warm up to a top set before he does his squats so if it's front squat he'll do front presses and if it's back squat he'll do press behind the back and then he'll just work up to a top set of two or three or until he fails something well not really until he fails something until something gets hard yeah yeah yeah. and then he'll just carry on with his squats yeah and it's gone from from something like 85 to like 100 for did you do 100 for two yeah i think so yeah which is a big pb for him he's big progress but that's something we say a lot when people ask me about my exceptionally strong press they're saying, oh, what can I do for my press zone? And the yeah. only thing you can do for pressing, it's unfortunately, pressing. is loads of pressing. Yeah. Unfortunately, pressing can be quite hard on your shoulders if you're, no matter who you are, a really. A weightlifter. Yeah. So you have to be very smart with it, but yeah. you have to be very frequent with it. So he just does pressing. Then there's squats. So what was the rep screen they do in their prep? Oh, no. So in prep phases for squats, they do uh, four sets of five. Four. So like, say. No, three sets of five, isn't it? No, it's four fives then four fours then no yeah was it not three fives three threes two twos no it definitely goes fives then fours then threes yeah but i don't think it was full sets of five no no definitely because i was doing okay so anyway they do say you pick a weight say like 150 kilos you'll do three fives no sets it's of five. definitely sets of three no more than sets so of three. sorry no more three no more than three sets three sets of five yeah and 150 yeah or whatever of whatever weight then 170 three sets of four for the prep phase wasn't it yeah and then uh, say like 190 200 
for two or three sets of three. He was about three sets of three. Or yeah. So and how they move that on is just you take it from the back. So you go. Uh, the next time you go, you take instead of doing three sets of five, you yes. do two sets of five. Yeah. And you do four triples then at the higher weight. So you take one set from the back and put yeah. it onto the front, but you don't add you don't add reps. You just add the set. Yeah. So like they were saying, so you do have so then the next week then it would look like two sets of five from three sets of five. Yeah. The three by three stays the same, wasn't it? Three by four stays the same. Three by four stays yeah. the same, and then you do three by two then or whatever. Yeah. And so they progress that on. Yeah, and they basically nauseam. Yeah, they run that in perpetuity forever if they say they're not peaking for a competition. So basically, they're just fair. That's moderate volume, I suppose, because yeah. a lot of people, some people might debate volume is volume according to their literature. <laughs> but some people would debate that when does your volume start? Like, is f- ten sets of the bar the same as um your sets, your heavyweights? Like, but apparently it is like. So they they do that. Yeah, it's never crazy heavy until about four. So basically, they're they call this a prep phase, and their prep phase lasts months. Yeah, they're basically constantly in a prep phase until just before the competition. So f- four weeks out. Yeah, but they break their f- prep phases into forty five day blocks. Yeah, throughout the um prep, the ho- the whole macro cycle, the ma- prep phase. Yeah. So it's very simple. Yeah, really, really simple really like common sense yeah. intelligent programming that's so good so yeah so and they're they really emphasize how patient they were yeah they were like you cannot go slow enough yeah literally yeah they l- said those words basically yeah. about them um so what only and then it's a peaking phase in about four weeks out yeah so like during their prep phase they have stuff like high block pulls they basically have all the stuff to fix any weaknesses you have and they say it's very dependent on the lifter. Yeah, so hugely dependent on the lifter. So if you listen to our podcast with Ibrahim, we couldn't go and we couldn't really get any specifics because he said it all depends on the lifter. Yeah, they yeah. don't like specific prescription. No, it, they I, literally just like going to training, seeing what the lifter's like, then going from there. Yeah. So then, the, let's say you have a competition. Let's say Miso has one now in October. He's in a prep phase now, all the way until four weeks before and. So obviously, so he will do the same with the snatches. So those that set seems so he'll do like sets of five and then like sets of three. He doesn't do like he'll go like fives, threes, and twos and stuff. And then maybe have your single kind of progressing away slowly up through the weights. Like basically, it's linear progression done right yeah. for weightlifting basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he gets to he's four weeks out, so then he'll have like four heavy sessions. Yeah. So at the end of every week. Well, no, he said, remember, oh, sorry, yeah. he said whenever he feels whenever good. Whenever it feels good, sorry, so yeah. once a week. So once a week he has, like, the big day. Yeah. Um. He said it might just, if he feels good on Monday, he'll go for it. Yeah. Heavy snatch. And heavy singles. Yeah. So that's when he, you know, if you've seen these training hall videos now, if you see him doing, like, the 291s or the yeah, 280s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when heavy squats come in. Yeah. I really, really, really So like no really, really heavy squatting during the prep phase. Just building volume. Loads of volume. Slowly, slowly catchy monkey. Yeah, gets and, like... So what? He's been a pro since he was fifteen, basically. Um, no, thirteen wasn't that when he said he started training. Oh yeah, that's when he started training seriously. So like, he has a huge amount of experience. He's still progressing. He's never seemed to get worse at anything. No. And like, if you listen to them talk, like, really do go back. That uh, podcast with Ibrahim, his father, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
like I've listened to it at nauseam now just in the editing to try and even out the audio of it it's like the nuggets of info in that I know it might be a little bit difficult to listen to because it's not it was in an, is in training hall and people are training yeah and doing stuff and there's air conditioning and you can't keep telling someone to put a mic near their face or something no 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 not no. when they're giving you a favour of an yeah. hour and some of their time so I know if you're a weightlifter a lot of people might not get something from it but if you're a weightlifter specifically a lot everyone I would get something from it I could not recommend it highly enough but just but just l- go through it and take some notes yeah. because in terms of informative information that podcast has and like the kind of tips he gives for people normal weightlifters who are training yeah yeah three four times a week we asked him about that yeah and he has a lot to say about that oh my god he's so much to say. um i told me so he needs to learn english so i can talk to him yeah <laughs> he thought that was hilarious didn't he had like he talked to me in english for like <clears throat> five minutes his english is actually quite good mm-hmm. um, he said he understands it but it's been a long time since he had to talk it yeah so like the patience thing is that's the biggest thing the biggest thing it's helped me a lot actually so this week now i'm training I've been way more so I'm trying their style so me and Gabriel yeah. were talking and he said just let's try it and see if it, if it feels good it is fucking it's very hard not to be like to think that you every session has to be the best session but they're like really like their training changes now we've seen a good bit of, well we've seen about we've seen a good few sessions now yeah and it literally changes set by set on the fly so like one of the days me so it's supposed to do Snatches at like one fifty, a double or triple up, or up something. Up to a single or something, yeah. Yeah, f- yeah up to oh, triple to fifty. Triple yeah. to fifty. So like it was a heavy snatch day. They'd kind of planned it out a few days beforehand, and it was set in stone that he was doing it. And he was doing his sets at one ten. He was still up, still set in stone then. Um, yeah, still going doing it, and then back started tightening up. It was like the day after we had been doing some stuff, yeah, like quad biking and stuff, and he just said his back was tired from that. Yeah, back tightened up instantly. Pulling and dragging. Pulling and dragging quad yeah. bikes. But instantly, physiotherapist was... So, the physio is there all the time when they're training. Hussein. He goes through the warm-up. Hussein. The playboy of the Western world. <laughs> He's a really, really nice guy. So nice. So good at his job. Um, But so, instantly, physio comes in, takes a look at his back, sees what's sore. Yeah. They have a chat with the coach. And then, over the course of five minutes... But there's no big hoo-ha. No, just over the course of five minutes, he's done training goes straight into the treatment room gets a rub down gets some cupping done it was just i actually didn't even notice it happening it was so it was so casual yeah that it really impressed me because it wasn't like me so wasn't like fuck i'm an idiot you know yeah. my back's so tired why can't i go heavier it was just after two or three sets of 110 there's a very casual conversation between them and then Miso just disappeared. I yeah. I, d- I was like wondering when he was coming back because I assumed because I didn't even notice anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miso came back like an hour later and just had copy marks in his back. And he was like, no, I just, I just, he wasn't bothered. No. He didn't stress him out by thinking, oh, this is going to fuck up my world's prep. Yeah, yeah. His father wasn't stressed. No. He didn't stress, and he didn't stress Miso about being stressed. And the physio obviously was just like, Hussein was just like, just from, it's not a big deal. And for the whole week, every time they talked about like their dynamic and how their training works, yeah. they trust each other so much. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, they're like they're to a T. If one of them says something to the other, it's immediately trusted. Like Miso's father, Ibrahim, trusts him that he's not faking yeah. injury, and Miso can trust him to know that when he really is injured, then he can stop. Yeah. Or if he's not even injured, because he never gets injured, but when he gets um, sore, yeah, he can just stop because he knows it. Miso knows his father's not going to push him unduly, and he knows it's not going to affect the program. And his father knows that he's training as hard as he should be. Yeah, which is not as tired as he can as hard as he should be training which is important like 
we've seen a professional weightlifter who's yeah. at the top of his game yeah. in a training hall yeah. be badly injured and their coaches continuing to make them train. Yes, 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 yes. And it's like the most uncomfortable so uncomfortable you like it's like you're sitting in the room with a fire happening and you're oh. like is someone gonna touch that or and it, everybody uh, else no. is just like throwing more shit on the fire it's like someone's whipping a stallion oh my god and you want to go over and help the stallion yeah it's um it's, yeah it's not great no it's and it's really refreshing to see like they're less than or just over a year out from olympics yeah everybody else is like this is the time yeah everything is planned we must push, 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 make these numbers, hit these like certain metrics. He's no stress. No stress. And he's going for gold. Yeah. And like, so he told us he, a few weeks before we were there, he was on a Qatari um, TV. TV show. Al- said, I think it was Al Jazeera. Because Al Jazeera is based in Qatar. Yeah. He said basically it's their biggest TV show. It's oh, like it a talk show. Definitely Al Jazeera. So. And uh, he said he went on DRG. and kind of got a bit carried away with himself. In his suit in his suit and uh he said that he was going to go for gold and basically just like announced it to the whole of Qatar that he was going to bring home gold yeah and then on the podcast with us his father in like his kind of saying goodbye and thank you yeah Yeah. closing statement um announced that he thought Misa was going to get gold too which is cool yeah it was very um I just can't how much I like those people no it's so hard to explain they're just such nice people yeah Misa's father is just an absolute stand-up gentleman. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Besides their knowledge of weightlifting and of sport and of athletes, yeah, just as human beings, they're so phenomenal, so nice. And it's a, a Miso is a show-off, right? He's incredibly <laughs> confident, like every amazing athlete who's twenty-one. At no time was I like, oh, he's a dickhead. No, no, never. And there is a lot of average weightlifters out there <laughs> who could learn a thing or two. Some would say there's a lot of below average weightlifters. There's a lot of shit weightlifters out there, okay? Yeah. You could learn a thing too from just not being dickheads. Yeah. A lot of powerlifters, a lot of crossfitters. A lot of people. All of the best weightlifters I've ever met have always been really, like the truly best ones. Like yeah. The real talents. They've always been really confident, but they're never arrogant, okay? No. They're never dickheads. Actually, all of the best athletes I've ever met, the, like the real elite. Yeah. As we met a thrower there. Oh my God. This I think the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life, right? Was... So he's a hammer thrower, and he we met him previously night, and he brought this amazing f- butter that you did bread in, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, and so he he he'd been working with um Abraham Miso's father to get in good shape for the the diamond. Li- was it the diamond? Uh, it's like the challenge league or something. The it's basically league. like power sports equivalent of the diamond league. Top ten throwers in the world are going yeah. to this, and he's competing. I'm gonna see how you get on actually, but he. He was doing gym work with Ibrahim and he said he's got him in great shape and he won like six weeks. Yeah. And he came in, we said hello, he left again, so he came back in on the Saturday night to train. Two days before or the day before he was flying out to the to what you call it, the the, the game, the challenge league. Yeah. So he start he came in and he was doing high bar squats, ass the grass. Ass to grass. In ironwork ones. Yeah. No less. Immaculate ironwork ones. Yeah. And his little brother was with him, and he was squatting away, same as well, ass grass. You saying little brother is hilarious. He's, uh, well, he's a giant. <laughs> his other giant sibling. He's less <laughs> necked out sibling. And he was doing, like, just, re- like, 
He's such a nice person, so nice. Yeah, super really, nice. really nice. Again, an elite athlete who's so nice. Yeah. Now, that's not saying elite athletes, there's aren't arrogant ones out there, but all the ones we've met so far, yeah. I've met in my life, have been very nice. And he was, um, like the truly elite, the really the best yeah. ones are always the happiest because they know they're the best and you don't, you don't got to, sometimes an insult to try to prove you're the best because you know you're the best. Yeah. So he was doing his, his squats and he warmed up to like 200 kilos ass the grass. Really like, if anyone is really good at squatting. No, he didn't even go 200. He went 70, oh, 120. 75. No, no. Oh, 120. Yeah, 70, 120, 175. Yeah. And he was doing those just like, <laughs> like so easy, like all the way up and down, literally like. As if, as if he was air squatting. As if he was air squatting. And if anyone here has seen anyone really good at squatting or has been really good at squatting themselves at some point, when really good squatters who are doing high bar or front squats, right, on rack of bar, there's this life in the bar. Yeah. Like, you could probably feel it too if you're going for a PB bar, PB squat. There's like, there's a feeling in the bar. Yeah, yeah, There's an yeah. energy. And you can see it. If you've seen enough of it, you can see it in people when they're doing it. Yeah. And when he was doing it, so he got up to, he started doing high box squats. And when he got up to 225 and he racked it, you could see it in the bar. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. And then he got to 275 and you could still see it in the bar. Yeah. And I was like, where is this going? Myself and Gurf were looking at each other being like, mesmerized. Is is he going to power jerk that behind the neck <laughs> by accident? Like, it was literally, it was just ob- obnoxiously easy. I wish I videoed his full session because yeah. the intensity he brought to every single exercise he did was fu-fucking-nominal. And like, when we're talking about intensity, he's not shouting. No, 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 no. He's chatting to people and really, really nicely. And then he walks over to his bar and it's just go time. Fucking raw. I'm pumped now. Thank you about oh the training. Oh my God. It was, it's just phenomenal. I loved it watching him training. So he did his uh, high bar squats and they were so powerful. Like, yeah. I know they're box squats, but for him, box squat is probably the wrong word for those. No. They're just an exercise he does to get better throwing. Yeah, like it's not, he's not squatting to get better. Most athletes won't squat to full depth. He's done 240 for full depth. Now he yeah. said, I was like, easy. And he goes, no, it was hard. And I don't believe him. No, I don't believe him at all. Not one bit. So he showed he us a video of him doing 385 box squats yeah. for three. And the intensity <laughs> is still there. And like the aggression he puts into oh it. Oh my God, it was outrageous. But it's such controlled aggression. The movement yeah. was high quality. And at one point his brother missed the squat. And then he power cleaned 120 colds. Yeah. And it was so nice. He said yeah. he's power cleaned 175. Yeah, and cleaned 180. Yeah. And his best full snatch is 125. Yeah. So, an yeah, Olympic level thrower probably next year. Yeah. Um, phenomenally talented. Unbelievably talented. So then he moved on to his next exercise, right? So he started doing anti-rotation with 120... Casually walking out talking to us. Doing these anti-rotation <laughs> with 125. So basically, like, he's a bear in his back like he's back squatting it. Yeah. Except he's holding it way out on the plates. Yeah. And then he's spinning the whole way around to the right. Like, yeah. feet stay planted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spins the whole way around to the right. And then all the way around to the left. And then all the way around to the right. First sets and sets. And then he did his good mornings. Super intense again. And then box step ups oh, with the, the bear in his back. Up. They were phenomenal. I yeah. loved it. I started doing the other night. But not 125 kilos. No. With the bar. And he was doing them just so fucking intensely again. It was yeah. a pleasure. to. It was just like the intensity he brought, right? So then all of this was impressive enough, okay? <laughs> so then... Then the coup de gras. The coup de gras. The creme de la creme. He whipped off his t-shirt. All neck. Oh my God. Bigger traps than... There's no traps. It's all neck. No. <laughs> and he lies down. Just... So he goes from like casually chatting to you 
straight into the exercise at full intensity. And he's like sitting on the couch with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, oh, you should see this guy. And yeah, showing yeah. us like Instagram videos. And then... Just drops to the floor. And then the most at- impressive athletic feat I've seen this year. He starts doing sit-ups, right? And I just... I've never, <laughs> ever, ever seen it in my life. They were... It's like there was a piston in him and he was doing... I'd say he did probably... 60 sit-ups in 70 seconds yeah. or less. And it's just like legs straight out in front of him, not moving off the floor, going he, all the way out. He lifted up his hip all the way. Yeah, it's just into a glute bridge and then straight down into a sit-up. But he was just doing those so powerfully. It's yeah. crazy. It was like something you'd imagine Bruce Lee would do sit-ups. Like, I, I wish... It was like there was. he didn't have abs. He just had pistons in his stomach. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. I got a video of his enter rotations, but they were too smooth. Yeah. I, like, and then... He just flip over into his side sit ups. Yeah, like those. You know, the oblique sit ups. But they were <sighs> so fast. Like, yeah. I oh, I wish I videoed the sit ups. I actually regret it because I, I, he just kind of started doing them and we were so mesmerized. I just didn't know what was going on. We were literally looking at each other, like, just unaware of what was happening. He was just banging out the most intense, powerful sit ups. It's like we'd sit-ups. seen a unicorn. Yeah. Just strolling into the training hall. And doing sit ups. Yeah. The unicorn doing sit ups. That's I, I, It's so hard to explain. But I just, if I'm gonna ask him at some point to video sit-ups because I want yeah. everyone in the world to see. Oh my god! It, they were just so intense. I wish they, like, oh my god, they were so. It was the most impressive athletic thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, definitely. Like I've seen a lot of heavy weights lifted and stuff, but these were crazy. Yeah, and uh, such a nice guy. Really, really nice. And he again recognized the um, the masters of his craft. Ibrahim and was yeah. working at him in the gym. And again, I'd say exercises are just depending on the athletes really yeah. slowly. And there was nothing like he wasn't doing anything like phenomenally groundbreaking. Yeah. It's like quarter squats to a box, box step ups, anti rotation work, which makes perfect sense because he's a hammer thrower, <sighs> sit ups, and oblique sit ups. He showed us a video of the, the uh, basically. Oh, yeah. He had this. Um, say an inch um of cast iron on a chain and a handle, and then um, the cylinder was for putting weight on. Yeah. And so he do basically. Um, if you ever if you've ever seen Christophan's hammer thing, shoulder rock. Yeah. If you ever seen him do do full swings around the head, but if you can imagine this with a chain, yeah. basically a mace. This is like the handle of a hammer that you throw in competition. And then chain. probably a meter of chain. Yeah. Maybe a bit less than a meter of chain. And then like something you'd have in a gym where you'd stack plates for belt squatting on. Was onto the chain. And he was swinging this over his head. Swinging 60 kilos over his head. 60 kilos like it was nothing. Uh, he was super modest, right? Until he goes, that's crazy. Or we were like, that's unbelievably impressive. And he goes, I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> and when he said that, you know yeah. it was fucking intense. Because like. he had just showed us 380. Squats. 385. Oh, yeah, 385. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is, it's not full depth or whatever. And then it's like, (laughs) yeah. Piston. And then you see him swinging a standard size female around his head. Basically. Yeah. On the end of a one meter chain. Wrapping it around. I can't imagine the stability, the shoulder. Miso was like, I really think this would be good for weightlifters. Yeah. Um, I think it would be too. I don't know. Weightlifters tend to train so much, like, just bipedal stuff. Yeah. Just unidimensional, 
like yeah. their anti-rotation strength is shite usually you want to become like a quadruped like you want to be a yeah a, like you want to be a rabbit or something if you look at the standard weightlifter don't be a don't be a human. the amount of pull-ups they can do become an insect is blossom <laughs> the amount of pull-ups a normal weightlifter can do is minimal miso said he couldn't do more than one was it or two yeah, Miso was like two pull-ups. Yeah, I don't know Max. if I could do more than two pull-ups right now. There was a time in my life where I could do 20 when I was yeah. like 70-odd kilos. Yeah. I genuinely... Pull-ups are so weird. They're so neurological. Like, they're just... They're just do you know when you can do push-ups? You're like, these feel great. Look at me do the push-ups. Yeah. But you can do pull-ups like that. Pull-ups like, oh, that one's grand, that one's grand, that one's grand. Uh, and then there's no way you can do the next one. I'd say I could do three pull-ups with... 20 kilos as much as I could do with body weight and no more yeah. it wouldn't make me a difference I just couldn't <laughs> and he was saying uh, it's a big weakness of his because when you're doing 180 225 and you can't press you know I know uh, a lot of people have been on the internet long enough for weightlifting we've heard stories of like Tarokali being like I jerked 245 and I couldn't press 90 kilos Yeah. and look just because you can in do something in spite of it does that mean you should do it and just because it didn't break you doesn't mean it won't break everybody else exactly and like there's just n- there's just no reason not to do that yeah like there's a, a really cool thing was like we were asking me so you know he was talking about doing all the upper body stuff and yeah. all the pressing and pull-ups and rows yeah yeah and dumbbell work skull crushers yeah and he was like when we started the last training cycle we went searching for weaknesses mm-hmm. before they started yeah which i think is cool like joe yeah let's just take a step back review everything do like a mini audit on your athlete and then be like, okay, he can't do any fucking pull-ups. Yeah. Can't press 90 kilos for one rep. Yeah, he said. I think he said he had like sots pressed 70 or something. So 75 for three in a snatch grip behind yeah. the neck for 75 for three. And he said that was big for him. Yeah. Uh, I've never actually tried really taking that anyway seriously. Sats pressing. He said it's very important, good for mobility. Yeah. He was saying if anyone has any mobility issues, he thinks that's great. And the thing he had worked on in the cycle before this... um when like in April or May or March or April was his hip mobility and ankle mobility no that's when he was like six years old no he said he worked on it then as well oh did he yeah another interesting thing as well is he did um, he squatted in handmade shoes but they had a lower heel so when he was doing squats he always has lower heel so his ankle mobility is actually not that great no so when he was doing so he was doing these squats in um, low heels that are like handmade shoes to stretch his hips and his ankles more uh, as an extra form of mobility work and aside from that as at the end of every squat session he did ultra wide squats yeah and feet touching squats and on the feet touching squats actually his heels were coming off the ground so he's great hip mobility he's like the distance his hips travel from standing to the bottom of the squat is tiny but his ankle mobility is quite poor not it's poor enough actually I suppose in yeah, terms compared of compared to elite lifters compared to his hip mobility as well and stuff yeah. so on He's he uses these really flat shoes for squatting, flat or so they're still a good they're still maybe three quarters of an inch heel as opposed to an inch I'd heel. Say, yeah, they're very similar to like the Adi Power heel. Yeah, very similar to Adi Power or maybe the Night Trees. Yeah. So he's actually a bit lower than Night Trees, I'd say. And he'd squat on those and then he'd do his ultra wide squats. And then basically his physio stretched them out before and after every session. But basically one day uh, Hussein wasn't there for some days and we were like, Do you not do any stretch yourself? And he was like, Nah, I can't do anything about Hussein. <laughs> I think he just hates it, but he knows he has to do it. Yeah, yeah. Another thing about his equipment as well is that he had a Wallace belt, I think he said, but don't make any more. So it was a leather belt. If you look at some of his older videos, he's wearing that. 
and then he did like the Alico belt. So now he has two Velcro belts sewn together. Yeah. So I have a bit picture on my phone. I'll put it up there someday. And he just uses that. So it's like probably an inch thick. Yeah, it's thick. Two Alico belts. Yeah. Or two, sorry, just the Nike belts that everyone knows. And then there's another smaller like strength shop generic belt. Just a belts. normal, yeah, black belt. Sewn onto the inside of it. And he, that's his favourite. It's rigid as fuck. So rigid, actually. Yeah. It's, it's as rigid as a leather belt. Yeah. Um, And he's very happy at that, I think. Yeah. I've also noticed on very heavy squats, he wraps and then he puts his knee stays over. Really? Yep, he does a dare fits in it. Oi, oi. Yep. What's he wrapping with? Ace bandage-esque wraps. Okay, yeah. So not powerlifting wraps. Yeah. But still a lot for a shitload for a weightlifter. Yeah. If you look at his, uh, some of his videos, he does that. Um, So yeah, in old devil. It's a strong old book. Yeah. Um, anything else significant about the way they train? Super patient. Yeah. Really intelligent. Yeah. Oh, the exercise selection. So we talked about that with the drawer, but for the weightlifters, like, there's nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, maybe, like, he always warms up with no foot movement stuff. Oh, on his antas, he's a raised heel as well. <clears throat> yeah. So he's, that wasn't for the pull, it was just for the catch. So it didn't yeah. make any difference in the pull, I don't think, was it? No, so it he says it feels no different on the pull, but in the in the catch position on the snatch, it feels better. So he goes from basically a low heel for his squat to try and build mobility to a slightly higher heel, the Reebok Legacies for his clean and jerk, and then the highest heel, an anta with an extra heel on it for his snatch. And then Reebok Legacy then is not freeze for his clean and jerk. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to try the anta with the extra heel, but the balls would take them off. Um, yeah, it's interesting. He really, but he's super upright. Didn't the catch his snatch? So I don't yeah. know. Um, I hate the idea of changing shoes for snatch clean jerk. There's yeah. something about it. I don't like it. I like the simplicity of all squats, all clean jerks, yeah. all snatches in the same gear. But if it helps you win gold medals, Olympics, yeah, it doesn't matter. And Joe Walker, I'm not having to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I can't think of anything else that's. So for I say some so some of the stuff Ibrahim had me doing um technique he said was largely very good. Yeah. So on the snatch They were very impressed by Gurf, by the way. Apparently so. Yeah. We're led to believe. We're led to believe. That's what people translating were saying. <laughs> that Ibrahim was impressed. So what did it like the only thing they kind of got you doing in the snatch was oh, so I swung those I sw- high black pulls. Swung, swang the bar, swang a ring, swang in the bar. So I don't use my traps enough, and I'm leaning back, and then I have to lean back and then throw myself forward into the into the catch of the snatch, right? So what he had me doing that was, you'll see if you see my Instagram, you've probably seen it. So above the knee, block snatch pulls. So they weren't high pulls, obviously, because there was 160 kilos. Um, but it was really emphasizing. So he put up, he stood beside me and had a just a bar straight up and down so you could see the line of my bar. And then he had me going straight up, make sure I was really, so I wasn't using my traps, so I wasn't shrugging upwards. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people listening now may or may not have been involved in weightlifting or but for a long time there was the base. Before even read a weightlifting oh was God. the thing about using, yeah. do you shrug the bar or not? Yeah. God forbid I bring it back into conversation. But <sighs> he, um, he was saying, I'm not using my traps, so I'm kind of swinging the bar away. So he had me doing high block pulls at 160 in five sets of five. So yeah. fairly moderate reps and high intensity. High enough reps too, I suppose, for weightlifting. Yeah. And he said the aim is to do 220 with that. 
five to the five or two twenty. So he's like, this week or next week you do one sixty again, then the week after that one ninety, and then a few weeks after that two twenty. He said you should feel a difference within two weeks. Yeah. So that was that. He said you should like that should make a big difference. He said so if you do swing a bar, it might be worth trying. Most likely, if you're listening to this, so and you're snatching under hundred kilos or something or on ten. Maybe say 100. It might not be that you need something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably just need better technique, you know? Yeah. And nothing wrong with that either. We've no. And then the clean and jerk. So what he made me do was bring my grip out much, much wider. Yeah. Short little arms of me. So when you clean, you never jump the bar up and then shift your hands out? Couldn't. I just... It always kind of... So if I hold the hook grip right and I try to adjust my hands outwards... It never works. One hand Who goes... Who holds the hip grip and then moves their hands out with the hip grip held? No, obviously not with the hook grip held, but oh, open, yeah, if I open yeah, up yeah. my hands, yeah, it just always... One hand goes gammy. <laughs> it just doesn't... Not something I can do. So if I let go of the hook grip and catch it with fingertips, yeah, it'll move out fairly okay. But if for, I'm, it's much... My cleans are much, much, much better if I hold the hook grip. You probably need to do like two. So jump it up the first time, grab it. It can't be And then jump it up. You can like every... Loads of people do Try it. Try it with 200 kilos. But loads of people do it. No, I don't like that. It's not a good rhythm. <laughs> it isn't a good <laughs> rhythm, like. It's not a good rhythm in my brain. No, it doesn't work like it's not. It doesn't work for me, like. It yeah, d- it's just but moving your hands out definitely works. So what I've done now is just move my hands out wider and the clean. And just hold the hook grip. Oh, are you not shifting them out? No, I can't do it. It's, it's just not. You just need practice. No, it fits. I've been lifting for eight years and I haven't been able to do this since day one. <laughs> it's either let go of the hook grip and move my hands out. Which I yeah I no you need to keep the hook grip or hold the hook grip and yeah. I, can't, I can't move my hands out like it just fucks up too much yeah um there's a notable change in your jerk much much better mechanics yeah. when you moved it out much much better so they emphasize really short dip really yeah. powerful short dip they're saying not to dip deep and just it was much better though by the grip yeah because like I have trouble he was saying that I was holding the bar with my muscles instead of my muscles and my joints yeah and it was in close because my joints couldn't fully lock out yeah yeah in close. And that was it, really? He didn't change much else? No. He said the dip thing to me as well. Yeah. Um, which feels good, look. Feels good. What's that? Feels good. Oh, yeah. What he <laughs> said, what he said to you feels cool. And I was like... No, no, no. Cool, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Um, no, that, like, short, sharp, aggressive dip. Um, oh, so what he said to Fitz was... They were like, oh, your back's really strong. And Fitz's like, yeah, my back's really strong. And then they were like, your legs? Um, not strong. They were like, tattoo leg. And they were yeah. like, not so much. So what they said to them, they were like, for <laughs> 45 days. Oh, also, right. So they were saying they always do strength in the morning. Strength is always for the morning. Yeah. And lifts are always in the evening. So if you train twice a day, or you have the ability to train twice a day, always do strength in the morning. They said they tried it, and they tried it a good bit to do lifts in the evening because you would because strength in the morning will tire you a little bit in the evening yeah so they said they tried the lifts in the morning and then strength in the evening and it just does not work properly no 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 so obviously your strength will be fine regardless yeah but it was obviously fucking up the lifts so they they just strength in the morning is always so they're saying to Fitz before you eat your breakfast just go out and do a few squats <laughs> and Fitz's like okay I can do that and they were like for 45 days it's like no problem I want you to do fairly high reps he was like yep sure fairly high sets okay and fairly high weight. <laughs> Fitz is like, it wasn't fairly either. They were like, high you need to make sure it's high reps. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And, high and then they were like, and for many, many sets. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's fairly okay. And high weight. And just high weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so high everything. And then they were like, for 45 days. And you're like, okay. And then do it again. 
Yeah, they're like, just keep doing that they're until like, you're not weak. They're like, in six months, you should see a difference. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, which you should be able to do, like, I suppose. You should, you'd have the time. Yeah. No, you do have the time, right? But you just yeah. won't make the time. Yeah. There you go now. Yeah. Um, in terms of everything else. Um, so this week, I've been doing 50 kilo goblet squats in the morning because I have two 25 kilo plates in the garage. According to Litcher, volume is volume. 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 Have you, how how many goblet squats have you? Or how much kettlebells? Like 225. 25 kilo plates. Did you see the 90 and I just kilo? just bear hug them. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Um, I love goblet squats. Oh, the 90 kilo row kettlebell. Yeah. Curf. Imagine. Do you think you could rack that in your shoulder? Yeah. Imagine two of those racked in your shoulder. Oh, my God. Those would be the different. 184 kilo. That's like a kilo under my front squat PB. Nobody cares. Sixty kilos under my front squat PB. That's kind of a semi. That's like a safety bar squat. It's kind of in between. Joe, so if you haven't racked up here, yeah, 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 on your wangs, yeah. Um, yeah. If you'd like a fifty kilo kettlebell in between, it might be a bit better. Yeah. Jesus, a big difference between fifty and a ninety-three kilo kettlebell. Holy shit! How many pounds is that? Was there two hundred pounds? Is it? I've no idea. Yeah, it's probably it's probably something significant if it's two hundred pounds. And is it two hundred five? Must be something like that. Yeah, I think it could be two hundred five. That looks fantastic. Yeah. Good idea holding the plates though. Um, yeah I like it it kind of really forces your hips out and as well because I'm lazy as fuck and it's in the morning I'm just wearing shoes or I'm not wearing shoes I so prefer them in shoes you what? should do goblet squats yeah without shoes on who was saying all the time you should always do things in your f- in your bare feet or something meh what's in that this guy this guy <laughs> no I definitely is. yeah if, if um, Miso is elite well I've waved her and he still thinks he needs to work on his mobility then yeah everybody needs to yeah so basically check back in here in 84 days and we'll see how it's gone 90 days you have completed two cycles of it yeah the 84 minus 4 okay oh you've started already yeah, have you? yeah does that count the goblet squats 100% it counts where's the highway part of that though how many sets do you think <laughs> 50 kilos is actually like 5 or 6 how many sets or how many reps I could usually get like 10 or 12 alright <laughs> why don't you do front squats in your shoes because I don't have a barrel and the shed is like where's your bar? In the shed. Why have this in the house in the garage? You have two twenty-five kilo plates down below. Mm-hmm. Why didn't it down there? I <laughs> walk the thirty feet. I was using them. So right. Yeah. The vice for doing work on is in the other garage. So there's a railway sleeper outside, or like big thick tank of or plank of timber. Bolted that to the plank of timber, but then I didn't want to bolt that to the stainless steel workbench. So I was stacking 25s on top of it to make it really stable. Stacking 25s, are you? <laughs> Making dollars. <laughs> 25 Gs, just stacking them away. Stacking. Walk out to the fucking shade and squat. It'll take you, they said it didn't, not just half an hour or so. Yeah, like, half an hour, yeah. Do some scrats. 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 Your, your legs were too small, was basically what they were saying. Yeah. And then they were, because I did a deadlift, and they were like, that 220 deadlift is so, like, Joe, your max is 220. That's so easy, but... That's way too strong compared to your legs. Yeah, they were. And I was like, oh, my max is 250. And they were like, way too strong compared to your legs. Miso never laughed at um, anyone else for being weaker, but. No. Kind of laughed at the fists of legs. But yeah. I think I he was just shocked that. Zero quads. He was just shocked that you didn't have more of a squad, I think. He just assumed. Yeah. Yeah. He was wrong. <laughs> good lord, he was wrong. Oh, good lord. In other seeker news. We'll have the t-shirt pre-order next week. Yeah. 
28 euro 28 euro plus Listen, postage no not including postage yeah that's what I'm saying plus postage 28 euro plus postage sounds like it's included so we'll post it <laughs> anywhere in the world to you but you will just assume obviously you'll pay the, the postage yeah. we've no problem posting it anywhere I know a lot of times you place it in America but like no we just post it in America whatever yeah but we'll post it anywhere obviously you'll know the price before yeah Um. so if you're in America it's looking at about I think it's like 9 euro to post to Ireland so okay. that's not bad so if you're in the UK Europe no more than 9 euro I'd imagine so maybe yeah. 5 euro postage that's fine yeah yeah I know there's a lot of people a couple of few people in Australia have asked and I've honestly no idea how much that'll cost I'll try to figure it out before um, you do it but I'm assuming it's going to be so there's either two possibilities here because it's so far it might be sent in bulk with other things it might be really cheaper not cheap but it might be less expensive or it could be frighteningly expensive yeah I've no idea which it is so we'll send it to you in an A4 envelope things under 500 grams so the teacher teacher be fine so it's 9 euro to America in that format so I've honestly I haven't been able to find out yet how far it will be so what's the tutorial Australia we'll figure all that out yeah but just know before you order that could yeah, be yeah 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 but I assume Australians are used to that crack because because they live on an island in the middle of nowhere is it an island if it's a massive continent yeah if you have a part of your country it's called still an island called the Northern Territory <laughs> Northwestern territories, yeah. <laughs> Something that cool sounding. You're not an island anymore. You're a nation. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming they're used to that. And then I know someone in Peru actually asked, "Could we send it?" Or really? There's someone in Sri Lanka as well. I've like I've just no idea what the story about getting things there is. The like. funniest is when we look at the analytics for like the podcast and yeah, stuff, and you just have like random countries. One from like a few in China, Ch- Chinese Taipei and stuff. Yeah, none from China, not yet, me. Oh, was uh, it Chinese Taipei? Was the thing? Yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> Or no, was it um, Chinese Tibet as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awkward. Um, so we'll 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 check it out for you before you do it, and we'll see what the story is. Yeah. Um, we'll see if there's some kind of calculator online or something. Uh, I assume farther away things from Ireland might be might be not crazy expensive in bulk. Cause I assume there's probably yeah, yeah might yeah. just take a long time to get. Yeah. After that, then there's the usual our weightlifting program for weightlifters. Yeah. Um, so as usual, if you want to know more about it, it's um, four days a week, four weightlifting sessions. Then there's two accessory sessions, which you can do. These are for like bodybuilding, imbalances, unilateral movements, all things that Dara was talking about becoming a caterpillar. You know, training making you strong, not being bipedal all the time. Yeah, we're joking about that. There are things <laughs> like you know Pavlov presses or teddy bear presses or single arm kneeling dumbbell presses. Weighted sit ups. Weighted sit up. Piston sit ups, like your yeah. man. And those two sessions will take approximately 20 minutes. So you can do them as part of your weightlifting session. Or you can do them by themselves. You want to go into the gym yeah. an extra day. So if you like the idea of training, kind of keep moving six days a week, you can come in and do them for 20 minutes. Some would call it riding the lightning. I like the I like that idea. I do it yeah. myself and it definitely feels better. But if you have only time to train four days a week and you want to come in and do them after the session and shouldn't. So on average, the weightlifting session will take about an hour and a half. Yeah. The later, if you go into later blocks, like four and five now, things get kind of gritty things get heavy things get heavy and you may not be in the mood to do them after no and you might feel better if you wait the day and do them after yeah so then we have our seek of powerlifting which is four days a week and all, all four of those sessions have yeah. a shitload of accessory work the huge bodybuilding yeah injury prevention prehab stuff like that single leg work single arm stuff yeah um, then we have our crossfit strength cycle so this is everything in it four sessions again yeah so this is all strength related 
aspects of CrossFit. CrossFit. So if you're squat, bench, deadlift, snatch, clean and jerk, midline, you know, your weighted pull-ups, weighted dips, yeah. upper body strength, single, unilateral. High rep stuff for building work capacity. Um, snatch, or sorry, Olympic lift e-mobs and complexes, yeah. stuff that might appear in competitions, got those babies in there. And like what we kind of recommend with that is you can run your conditioning concurrently. So you can still keep up with the conditioning. But when you're doing those programs, they're fucking heavy. Like they're I'd hard. So I'd say if you're competing at least three or four weeks out. Yeah. So if you have your shit together and you're a competitive athlete and you have time to train. So a lot, a lot like so if you're a competitive crossfitter, you might have a lot of time today. So you might be able to cut mm, not push your conditioning, but you'll be well. No, you can be like you can run a, a conditioning program if you're just. You can push your conditioning, but not your wads so much. Yeah, definitely, and you can't be doing heavier wads. You can't be doing wads with like a shitload of heavy deadlifts and stuff in them because it will affect the program. Yeah, but like you don't turn into a fat slab while you're doing it either. No, no, you know, definitely. You, you can keep up all your your air bike stuff, your rows, your runs, all that stuff can still go, but maybe just cut it back to two or three sessions a week. What some people do is we have some people doing three sessions a week at the CrossFit District. Yeah. And then we have our strength for, God forbid I say it, real athletes. Um, so this is, um, so our basically it's, it's mostly for off-season athletes, okay? Yeah. So these are too intense to run if you're in your season or let's say you're a fighter or something and you're, you're just a fighter. A fighter. A fighter. You're too close to uh, a competition or something. So like now if you're a rugby player, this is absolute optimum time yeah. to run two or three blocks of this we do do discounts for people if they buy multiple blocks together yeah. so and it's like strength power yeah. hypertrophy all the stuff we talked about in the strength tra- yeah. why people need strength training yeah so we do you know squatting squatting pulling benching benching overhead pressing rows heavy bent over rows bulletproofing for the fields you'd say yeah and then if you're a fighter it's good for that we've, we've actually had a few fighters a few boxers mm. Um, it's great for any off-season athlete basically um, I can't really think of any sports that you could realistically run it while you're doing your sport you could do a modified version of it maybe you could do it two weeks but no I think your best option is if you want like just treat it as an off-season block yeah it's great for that yeah. like it's superb if you're a rugby player now or American suppose, football American soccer football. yeah um, GA like any field based sport hockey like, anything like that if your coach has gone to you you need to be 5 kilos heavier by the end of the f- summer <laughs> this is the one for you if you eat enough food you'll get fucking if sick if you're too weak too yeah. slow and not powerful enough then go do this program you will be TICC after the summer's over Flick. all of the lads will be like what are you doing <laughs> and then the next one we have is off season strength athlete so that, that this is more just a prep phase for yeah. people so most of the time We'll let you know if you need to run this for asking about our programs. Yeah. So this is basically if you're, if you've done, say if you've done like five competitions in the last year or something, and you're you need to take a break and build back up again. This yeah. be for you. Most of the time though, if you're a big, if you're a beginner intermediate, you don't really no, need this. No, you no. just need sensible programming. Yeah. But it's definitely if you're in a competitive state and you need a break and you have to start again, then this is the one. Um, this is probably more for powerlifters as such. So yeah. if you're if you come obviously if you've done a competition a really intense competition recently you will unfortunately should definitely do this yeah It'll or or if it's like a thing of you've taken six months off powerlifting yeah um for yeah. like outside of sport reasons this is 
the best way to get back involved. I can't promise it doesn't have toilets in the squat, but it might have toilets in the squat. <laughs> and it might not be something you want to do, but it's probably something you'll need to do in this scenario. We said this to one of our friends earlier on in the week, <laughs> who's kind of getting back into some training. Yeah. And he just sent the message into the group chat today, being like, uh, it said 3 by 12 I did 5 by 3 No, no, no. Obviously a mistake. No, I assumed it's a typo. I did 6 by 2 Yeah. <laughs> in the squat. Um, so, and finally... Of our main programs, we have the our probably the our in ratios is probably his biggest seller of all the others is our basketball program. Yeah. Wrote anywhere. Now originally when we wrote this, we didn't mean for it to be so popular. But we it want is people so popular. We want people to do sensible programming. So if you're a weightlifter, obviously there's we are big fans of strength trainings and seek a strength. There's loads of strength in our weightlifting program. Yeah. And you will get strong if you just have patience. You know. I know if you're a powerlifter, you will also get strong if you have patience, okay? On our programs. But a lot of people just think they need to get their squat up. I just want a bigger squat, bro. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No, I've done there's it. nothing wrong with it at all. And Jesus is a I've been doing it for the last seven months. I haven't been trying, yeah. And it's been working, to be fair. Yeah. So, the, like, the Road Anywhere program. We call it that because I'm on my long road to 300. <laughs> Gareth started the road to 300 three years ago. <laughs> I know, two years ago. Jumps out and jumps off the road. So the fastest progress I made was from 270 to 219 in about two months. Yeah. And then I just got sick of squatting. And to be fair, it did impact your weightlifting. Negatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not in You made that direction. sound like it, it made my weightlifting way no, better. No, no, it did not. no. Uh, it's just something I wanted to do. I just you really want... Thick. Thick. I, I just do something I wanted to do and I've been slowly building up again. And if it takes as long as it takes now, I'm not too yeah. worried. Yeah. And but like, that is the thing, right? If the last week has told us anything... Squatting 290 is cool for everyone. <laughs> it's that patience. Yeah. You will get there. Yeah. Just spend the time. Like, nobody's going to be not training in four years' time, you know. You mightn't be competitive in four years' time, but you'll still be training in a typical way. So, getting a big squat is class. It is. But it mightn't be the priority if you're a weightlifter. I love squats. <laughs> Do you know what I really love, actually, is high rep squats. Heavy high rep squats. You're a sicko. A dinger. I hate high rep squats. I'm a dinger. <laughs> my actual squat now is more in line. Suck some dingers. So like, before, say, my actual, so where I met Max's put me at a max of 314. Yeah. So I did 240 for nine. <laughs> and um, it should have been 315, you know, but I was just not great at heavier weights because I got yeah. so good at high rep squats. Or like, I do 200, I did 220 for 14 reps, I think. Yeah. Loves outrageous. it. Loves it. Somebody asked you that in one of your videos today. Oh yeah, let's get back to them. But um, that that puts you at like well beyond three hundred, you know. Yeah. Um, I just really like squatting high reps. But <laughs> now, like, say I did like two forty for three a few weeks ago, very very easy. And I did two that two seventy one for one, you know. Yeah. Everything's much more in line now. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense for a one RM, and it's better for weightlifting. Your squats look very good now as well. There's a lot of energy in the bar. But it's just not as much fun for Instagram or for myself. <laughs> Instagram so. fucking loves heavy high bear squats. For reps. Yeah. Loves an old rhythm. Uh, so the, probably the most impressive thing I've done for squatting was 200 for 19. Um, I've, I've said in previous. I'll try it again at some point once I've done 300. Gabriel would murder me if I did Oh it my God. Rightly so. Gabriel's coming next week. Oh yeah. We'll do another podcast with him again. Yeah. Still our highest listed podcast. Yeah. Very, 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 just a little bit ahead of the introduction. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know why the introduction was so popular. <laughs> Does it, like, do you know what's like? Do this thing when I find someone new. Like, so let's say I started listening to Joe Rogan about four years ago, right? Yeah. And I'd say he's on about six hundred or something. Yeah. I yeah. did not go back and listen to one because I always assumed the earlier ones were shit. Oh no! I one hundred percent go back. Do you? Oh my god! Do people god. do that? Is that? Yeah, I think it's a thing because I do it for every hunting one I listen to, every like weightlifting and sport one I listen to, every psychology one I listen to, and all the true crime ones. I That's how like when I found Case File first, it was on like sixty-seven or sixty-eight, whatever one the Jonestown one was, and I went back to number one. And all I wanted to do was listen to number two of Jonestown, but I was like, no, I have to listen in order. No, I just assume earlier stuff was shit, and most of the time I'm right. Cause if you oh, listen, you're dead right. If but you then it gets so much better. Have you listened earlier, Joe Rogan? Oh my God, they're so bad. I I didn't do that with Rogan. You can't do it, Rogan. No, no, no. The only two I went back he's for. Like baked off his game, sitting in his garage. Victor Conte was the only one. That's Victor a very Conte good podcast. And Neil deGrasse Tyson were the only two I ever went back for. Yeah. Everyone else was like, actually, how I kind of, I'd been aware of Joe Rogan in the old stratosphere, but <laughs> I'd been made more aware then of Victor Conte, and someone had mentioned that he did one with Joe Rogan, so I went, yeah. and I'd never really listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, so then I went to listen to that. I was like, this Joe guy's pretty cool. If and anybody wants to hear some crazy stories about. Drugs and cheating in sports. Yeah. Listen to that Victor Conte podcast. Um, it's crazy. And I'd say now we probably listen to I don't know how many hundred Joe Rogan podcasts. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, from the squatting. In terms of podcasting, over the course of the next week, we're going to release the Miso interview. So we, the interview with his dad is already up. Yeah. Um, this one is going to be up, obviously. Uh, the Miso one will be up. When are you putting this one up? Uh, tomorrow. All right, cool. What day is today? It's Thursday. I might put it up tonight. All right. Um. Then, in terms of the ones we're planning in our brains, we're the next kind of one we're talking about planned. doing is oh. how to train if you've a full time job or if you're a student. We so training reflections is the only reoccurring podcast we have. Yeah. Um. So we keep trying to think of more consistent things we can do, but we always come up with something uh, more interesting at the time, and just do that one. I'm sure this one was supposed to be about guitar or something. <laughs> was it about guitar <laughs> um, so yeah we'll see we'll literally just make it up have a title because we've been thinking about this stuff for between the two of us probably for almost what 20 years now I'd say yeah. between the two of us and these conversations and these trains of conversation have happened ad nauseum on car journeys over and back the country with other people as well yeah so now it's just recording them really I suppose yeah is that all podcasts are yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.